This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Good News in Shoes. Are you winning or losing in the game of life? Do you even know where to find the rules of the game? There are things you do that make life work and things that cause it to come apart. Tune in for Born to Win with Ronald L. Dart right here on WCNO 89.9 FM every Sunday morning at 7. And we'll talk about whether you were born to lose or born to win. And visit us online at borntowin.net. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor, letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Taking care of Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silva & Associates is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silver & Associates can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again, that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla español. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. The deception of this life is to keep you from performing what God's called you to perform because when God gets you to a place where you get busy, there's a reward attached to it. It don't have anything to do with you being a Christian. It has to do with you being successful. We got a lot of people saved, but they're not successful. We got a lot of people going to heaven, but they're not successful. God wants to make you a success. And the only way to get there is to get up and get busy. Praise the Lord. Is this all right? Can I keep going? Mm. The scripture says, until that time, his word came to pass. 
Notice in that scripture, his is not capitalized. He's talking about Joseph there. Little H. Huh? In other words, until Joseph's dream came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. Everybody say tested. Number one, that's it. Number one, tested. Everybody say tested. You say it this way, the word of the Lord proved him. Are you really going to fall back on the word? Or are you going to fall back on you? Most people, when they go through a trial, they fall back on their own understanding. They don't fall back on the Word of God because half the time they don't read the Word of God. A lot of people in the church, they're saved. The only Word of God they get is what they get on Sunday morning. They're not in their Word. They're not praying. They're not seeking God in their prayer closet every day. And then when all hell breaks loose in their life, they're going, why did you abandon me, God? And God said, where you been? I didn't see you since last Sunday. Come on, I'm not trying to step on your toes. I'm trying to help you. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor's trying to help me. Said it proved him. Tested him. I mean, when a testing comes, it separates you from everything that you need, that you think you need in your life. When a testing comes, it causes you to either lean on God or lean on your own thinking. Can't do both. Praise the Lord. Come on, amen. It's like what happens when you purify metal with heat. The impure elements float to the top and the gold remains. How I many of God wants to purify you? Sometimes it gets a little hot when God wants to purify you. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it ain't what you thought it was going to be. I mean, it ain't no fun to be pruned, but you can't have no fruit if you don't get pruned. Joyce Meyer said, you're pruned if you do and you're pruned with you don't, so you might as well do it anyway. Come on, somebody shout, get up and get busy. Mm-hmm. That's what that word means. It means it tested him. Somebody say it tested him. Mm-hmm. Now listen, it's interesting that the Bible talks about the word of the Lord testing him, but it didn't test him to see if he was worthy. See, that's the way we get in the kingdom of God. We always think God's trying to test us to find out if we're good enough. Amen? That's what most people believe that that this gap is all about. They think, well, I'm in this gap. God's trying to see if I can prove to him that I'm worthy of this promise that he's got for my life. And the only way I can get this promise is if I prove myself. I mean, that's not what he's talking about, amen? There's no point in my life or your life that God ever grants his promises based on your performance. His promises are not conditional on how you perform. Come on, help me, amen? That, this promise that you have of your life has absolutely nothing to do with how you perform. You don't perform to get the promise. Because, listen to me, if there had not already been a promise in your life, there would not be a test. We look at this thing backwards sometime, amen? It was actually the promise in your life that created the test. Because it's preparing you for a place so you can occupy the place when you get to it. Had you not gone through the testing and you inherited the promise, you wouldn't be able to hold on to it. Come on, help me. That's why the children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness getting prepared to be able to inhabit a promise. Because if they hadn't spent time in the wilderness finding out who they were, they could never enter into the promise. It wasn't easy in the wilderness. Come on, somebody. Amen? Hmm? The test doesn't bring forth the promise. It was the promise that brought forth the test. And so because he had a promise, the Bible says that he was tested over time. It reproved him. It refined him. Hmm? Hallelujah. The, The battle of your life is not to prove to God that you are worthy. Let's just clear that up right now. You don't have to prove to God that you're good enough. That's not even part of the deal, amen? 
You can come down to this altar every Sunday. You can come down here Monday through Friday when ain't nobody here and lay on the floor and cry for an hour. That wouldn't make you any more worthy. Come on, somebody. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's nothing you or I could do to make us worthy of the blessings of God. You can't pray enough. You can't pay enough. You can't fast enough. You can't go to church enough. You can't go to conferences enough to make you worthy to God. Come on. Amen. The blessings of God are yes and amen. It has nothing to do whether you deserve it or not. So the fight of my life is not can I clean up or put on enough or take off enough or clean out enough of stuff in my life. The fight of my life is can I believe that God is sufficient when I'm in the gap to perform His Word. So it's not based on what I do. It's whether I'm faithful to believing. Your faithfulness is not faithfulness to work. It's faithfulness to be in faith and be busy about God's work. We look at this thing all the time as a performance. It's not a performance. It's a test of faithfulness. Somebody shout faithfulness. Hmm? So the fight of my life is to stay in faith. Believe God no matter what. Oh, come on somebody. Amen. I wish somebody would shout just a little bit more. Praise the Lord. Things are going to come to you that are contrary to the purpose of your life all the time. You're going to deal with it. That's why you've got to learn how to deal with this gap in faith. Come on, amen. The Father's work is the work of faith. Somebody say this with me. The gap is not about my performance. It's about whether I've got faith. Praise the Lord, amen. Listen, I've been pastor here since 2009. We've had incredible people come through this place. Some of you have been here since 2009. I've seen people come in, get all excited about what God's doing, and I watch them over a period of two, three, four years, and I watch them get taken out. And at the end of that three or four year period, they go all the way back and get reset all the way back to where they were when they got here. And I see it happen time and time again. I try to warn, I try to pray, I try to tell them, I try to explain to them, but when you get into that place where you're in the middle of the gap and you've lost hope, it's almost impossible to reach people. That's why there's no substitute for the walk of faith, the fight of faith. If you don't fight, you will get overcome. And most people are content to be overcome because they're too lazy to fight. Come on now, amen? That's why when the enemy comes, he always tries to come and steal your faith. If he can get you to give up hope, if he can get you to give up believing, then he can take you out. The devil's not after your, your Rolex watch and your car and your house and your kids, he's after your faith, because if he can get your faith, then he knows you're going to lose all that stuff anyway. Because the disillusionment of your life is what causes him, the disillusionment of your life is what causes him to get entry into your life. He has no entry into your life if you live the life of faith. It's when you start lining your confession up with everything you see. Well, that ain't going to work. Well, I don't understand that. Well, how could they do that? Who do they think? Oh, my God. You set yourself up for a great fall. You lost your faith. Come on, somebody. There's only one accuser of the brother, and his name is Satan. Stop doing his job for him. Hmm. Well, I felt the air leave the room right there. Y'all all right? Hmm. Come on, amen. Well, I, I, you know, people, when people leave, it's not because there's a great big devil. Come on, amen. And it's not because God is slack in what he's doing. It's because somewhere they got wrapped up in the issues of life and forgot how to walk in faith. And when the testing of their faith came, they lost hope. I see it happen all the time. 
I feel bad because some of the people, man, that, 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 that come in, you can see the gift of God on their life. You can see the anointing God on life. You can see that they're called. You can see all the potential. And then all of a sudden, you see this thing working in their life, and it takes them out. It's sad. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. Because you love people. When you're a pastor, you love people. And you want to see people become everything that God has ordained for their life. And then when you watch them go off the deep end, it hurts. And they won't let you reach them. I'm telling you guys, listen to me. It is the fight of faith that keeps you in the game. Nothing else. I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people die on the threshold of their breakthrough. Got right to the edge of breaking through. And it's like a rubber band just snapped them back. And there's nothing you can do. Just watch and you go, oh my God. Come on somebody, amen. And the reason why that happens is, is because we don't learn how to deal with the gap. Come on, amen. Listen to me, you need to hear this. Some of y'all need to hear this this morning. You cannot throw in the towel and quit. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, don't quit. Don't throw in the towel and quit. Hmm? You can't believe because things didn't happen in 2017, they're not going to happen in 2018. You got to keep your faith up. You got to keep believing God, amen. Come on, it may not be next week, it might be 15 years now before it gets fulfilled. But I'm telling you, God is a God of His Word. You can't quit believing, amen. The promise of God is still yes and amen. Somebody shout yes. Hmm? Come on, somebody shout amen. We cannot put our expectations on what was promised. Because when we put it on what was promised instead of on God, then when it comes in a different way, we, our expectations get blowed out. Our expectation must always be on God. And we must know that His promises are true. Amen? It's still yes. Amen? If you put it on what you dreamed it up to be in your mind, then disappointment's going to set in when it comes the way you didn't think it was going to come. But this is where trust comes in. You've got to be able to trust God that He knows better for your life than you know for your life. Most people don't want to believe that God knows better for their life. Most people believe they know better for their life. And that is the undoing of most people. You cannot abort the very thing that God is using to bless your life. And I've seen it happen over and over again. How many of you ever heard of, of, of Edwin Lewis Cole? He had a huge men's ministry back in the 80s. He was the director of Christian Men's Network. He tells this story about his dad. His dad's first name was King. King Cole. Everybody say King Cole. Hmm? He said, my father would refuse to be a believer. He was a businessman. He was very successful in everything that he did, but he refused to serve the Lord. He said, my mother took me and my brothers and sisters to church all the time. And he said, that's why I got involved in church, and that's how come I'm doing this ministry today, because I was raised in church by my mom. My mom was a very godly woman. He said, <clears throat> she would go out every week, and she would go to church, and she would pray that her husband, King Cole, would get saved. And she would pray over him, Lord, just save King, save King. And a prophetic word came one Sunday and said, I'm going to save King Cole. And she started going around and she started confessing to everybody. King Cole's going to get saved and me and King Cole's going to do ministry together. And she would tell everybody, just keep praying. King Cole's going to get saved and we're going to do ministry together. 25 years went by and she stood in the gap for the promise of King Cole to be saved. And she got, kept praying, kept praying. Finally, 25 years later, King Cole comes to church and he gets saved. And she was so happy. King Cole's going to get saved we're going to do ministry today. Right after he got saved, he died. And she was angry at God because King Cole died. And Edwin went to his mama. He said, Mama, why are you so mad at God? 
She said, because God made me a promise that your daddy was going to get saved and do ministry together. He said, no, mama. I was there when the word was prophesied. God told you King Cole was going to get saved. He never said nothing about y'all doing ministry together. But she had painted it up in her mind to be one thing, and it brought disappointment and disillusionment into her life when it didn't manifest the way that she thought it was going to manifest in her life. Come on, amen. Hmm? Mama, God fulfilled all your expectation. Come on, amen. He fulfilled His Word, but He didn't fulfill all your expectation. God's Word was true, but He didn't fulfill what your interpretation of His Word was. Come on, somebody. Because we like to build it up in our minds. What it's going to look like. But when God has purposes for your life, it ain't always what you think it's going to look like. But His promises are true. Come on, amen. I had all kinds of prophetic words over me, man, when I was young. I come, up out of, I come up out of jail. For those of you who don't know this, but if you're new to the church, I'm a convicted felon. I wasn't lying about a GED. That's all I had. I went into the Navy. I didn't go to college to be a pastor. I didn't do that. When I got saved in jail and I come out of jail, I had an incredible year in my life where prophetic words were coming to me and how God was going to do things in my life. And I was getting excited about the promises of God on my life. I had this lady, I went to the prophetic room. I mean, you know, in, in big churches, they got a room for everything. They got a healing room. They got a prophetic room. Come on. Huh? Inner healing room. Counseling room. Come on. Ain't nobody got a waiting room. I think we just need to get a waiting room. Teach people how to wait on the Lord. Come on, somebody. Nobody don't want to wait on anything anymore. Everybody just trying to... Come on, how many know you, you can be in the waiting room and be busy? Everybody talking about, I just need to sit and wait on the Lord. No, you don't need to sit and wait on the Lord. He's talking about waiting on the Lord like a, like a waiter at a restaurant. You serve the Lord. You're waiting on the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. Amen. We need to have some waiting rooms where we really learn how to serve the Lord. Instead of everybody looking for God to serve them, we need to learn how to serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, huh? I forgot what I was talking about. Praise the Lord. Amen. prophetic room that's right and i had this woman prophesy over me it's a big church ten thousand member church i grew up in it and, and and my parents were elders on staff there so i grew up like in the mecca of the largest church in florida and i was in the prophecy room i'd go every thursday night to the prophecy room and you just sit in the church in a room like this and you'd sit there and you just wait while they had about 10 prophets up and if they called you up and gave you a word then it was great if they didn't then you went to taco bell and and that's how it was <laughs> come on and I'm in the prophetic room, and she says, Jason, come here. And I said, oh, that's me. I'm getting a word. And she said, Jason, she said, I see you going to Christ for the nations. I see you going to a place where you're going to be trained in the things of the Lord. She said, I see you. I said, I see, she said, I see your future millions of dollars are going through your hand. Kingdom advancement, kingdom money, doing kingdom things. I see you working with the next generation and, and, and putting the sound of God in their heart. She's prophesying on us. I'm going, oh boy, I'm going to Bible college. I'm going, I'm, going be a, I'm going to be a mover and a shaker in the kingdom. Millions of dollars, Bible college. I just, oh, hallelujah, I got a word. Huh? And so that was like in June, that was like in June of 1991. My trial lasted for a year. And I was out on ROR. They didn't even, I, the Lord gave me a miracle. I was out on ROR, released on my own recognizance. I didn't even have bail, so I could do whatever I wanted while I was in trial. And I had a friend come to me in the summer from Carpenter's. He said, we're going out to Dallas to go out and chuck Christ for the nations. You want to go? I said, oh, yes. 
I haven't got a word. I'm going to Christ for the nations. I want to go out there and check it out. And so I got on a bus and I rode for 39 hours on a bus out to Dallas, Texas. I got off there and I went to the college and I was there for two whole weeks just checking out college life. I had the GI Bill from the Navy. I was getting ready to cash it in and enroll. And I said, Lord, I just need that one breakthrough so I don't have to go to prison. You can't let me go to prison, Lord. You've got to get me out of this jam that I'm in I, 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 and so I can go to Bible college. I come back from Christ for the Nations. I went to court again, and they said, we got a plea bargain for you. I said, what is it? They said, 15 years. I said, hmm. That just don't bear witness with my spirit. <laughs> I didn't, even have a, I didn't even have a lawyer that you paid for. I had a public defender. And I said, no, 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 that don't bear. She said, are you crazy? It's not going to get no better than 15 years. Do you know what you did? I said, yeah, I kind of. I was drunk when it happened, but I think I know because I read the paper. But she said, you go, she said, you better take this 15 years. It ain't going to get no better. I said, I just know the Lord told me I'm going to college. I'm not going to go to prison. She said, you're out of your mind. I got a call a week later. And she said this. She said, she said, Pastor, she said, she said, she said, Jason, she said, I got good news for you. She said, I got a, the best offer you're ever going to get. And you're going to have to take it. It ain't going to get no better than this. I said, lay it on me. She said, I, I got you seven years in prison. I said, mm, no, 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 no. That don't bear witness with my spirit. God gave me a word, said I was going to go to Bible college. At Christ for the Nations. And she said, that's it. You're going to have to get another public defender. I am done with you. I said, well, Lord, you gave me a promise. What am I going to do in this gap in my life? I, and I know I was being tested and I probably deserved to go to prison, but I prayed for mercy and the Lord told me I could have mercy. So I was leaning on the mercy of the God. And the judge I had was the hardest judge in the county. He was hard. He was, I can't even remember his name, Mahoney, I think. And the lawyer called me the next day. She said, well, you got a new judge. I said, why? She said, he got busted down to a misdemeanor bench, bench for handing out sentences that were too harsh. I said, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> and she said, I got you a new, she said, your new judge is, ju I can't remember his name. She said, you told me his name. And I said, well, who is he? She said, he's just coming back on the bench. He's been off for two years because he went through a really hard time in his life. He had a homosexual affair with another man and lost his wife. And, and he was very suicidal, but he's being restored. He's coming back to the bench. I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I got a judge that knows mercy. She called me back a week later and she said, I got a new plea bargain for you. I said, what is it? Lay it on me. She said, two years in jail and eight years probation. I said, no, I don't bear witness with me. She said, you're crazy. You've lost your mind. It will never get better than this. And I said, well, I can't do it. And she called back a month later, and we're rolling into December. And she said, look, if you don't take this plea bargain, I'm just going to tell them they're going to have to get you another public defender. We're going to have to start all over with you. She said, the prosecutor's mad. He's frustrated. She said, I don't know what you did to get this one. But she said, there must be a God because I don't know how you've done this. I got two years house arrest and eight years probation. And I said, hmm, I wonder if I can go to college on house arrest. I said, I'll take it. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We 
hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. Consider a school where children learn to love, where learning is inspired, reading is an adventure, where students have time for creativity, math, and logic, where truth is taught along with history, literature, and technology, where respect is modeled by please and thank you, where innovation and leadership are fostered while planning out college and career paths. This is the future of St. Lucie Christian students. We are now enrolling kindergarten through 12th grade. Full scholarships are still available. Find out more at stlucychristian.org. Navigating the real estate market today can get a little crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silva & Associates is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast, the housing market is back in full force. There is a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential when purchasing real estate. It can also be very time-consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 Silva & Associates can help you qualify for up to $15,000 in down payment assistance. Find out how by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 772-340-6076. Again, that number is 772-340-6076. Se habla español. Ignite Your World True Church and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Fellowship of Churches and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Fellowship exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Fellowship of Churches. For more information on joining the Destiny Fellowship, go to destinyfellowship.tv. Like the rising sun that shines from the darkness.
our God No other name Worthy of all our praise The rock of salvation That cannot be moved He's proven himself to be faithful and true There is no rock There is no God like ours Sing it out There is no rock there is no God like our God No other name worthy of all our praise You're worthy, Lord The rock of salvation that cannot be moved He's proven Himself to be faithful and true 